Good morning, afternoon or evening everybody and welcome to Razoo, the Zoo Review Podcast. I'm your host Jack Baker and today I am joined once again by my incredible co-host and fellow passionate zoo lover, the one and only Jodie McFarlane. Say hello Jodie. Hello everyone. Presented by Pangolin, the conservation podcast. This sister show promises to explore, appreciate and highlight the fantastic conservation work of zoos from around the world while also offering a perspective on the visitor experience. Today, we are doing things a little bit differently by revisiting the site of our first ever Razoo, the brilliant Chester Zoo. That's right, it's the Razoonian you've all been waiting for. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Today, we are going to be casting our eyes over Chester once again, talking about what we missed last time and anything that has changed since we visited at this time last year. So, without further ado, let's get started. And welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another exciting episode of Razoo, where today we are doing things a little bit differently. Instead of going somewhere new and exciting that we had never been before, today we are going back and we are re-zooniting um, oh, no. <laughs> with uh, one of our old friends, the lovely, the wonderful Chester Zoo. Because we thought, well, it was our first ever Razoo. We were maybe new at it. Um, we thought we had more to say about it. We thought there was new things that we might have missed, new things that had been developed since last time. A whole new range of just stuff to discuss since January 2022, all those months ago when we released our first one. I know. Um, know It doesn't even feel that long ago. No, no. um, It's still our most listened to Razoo. Is it? Even though, yep. So it was a two-parter. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back, because we might reference back to to that episode. Um, This one will definitely be shorter, because (laughs) (laughs) we managed to spend two hours starting um sort of kind of like recording it the first time and i think this time we have to try and keep it a bit shorter i think just the highlights this time yes yes because we've covered it in majority Mm -hmm. the last time this is just some little bonus stuff some stuff that's changed and yeah i'm excited to do something a little bit different if you like this format let us know because we can i'm always at london zoo it seems like i always end up there you're there like at least once every two months yes yeah i think actually when this i plan to release this i'll have been a third or fourth time since i released the first the first resume so you know there's there's opportunities to do other ones like this um so yeah let us know what you think um what we're going to do we're going to talk a little bit about how excited we were to kind of go back. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the new stuff, which kind of falls into three Bs. Bats. Oh, okay. Bats. Bats. Mm-hmm. Boats. Boats, yes. And babies. Oh. So we're going to talk about bats, boats, babies. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the plant project, the youth symposium, uh, and their Christmas lights. Lovely. As, yeah, it's exciting. And then we'll come back at the end and kind of do a little wrap up, maybe reflect on any changes that have happened as well. So... Yes. To get us started, Jody, I will hand over to you because I've been talking, well, rambling for a while now. Um, were you excited to go back to Chester? I was. <laughs> I was very excited to go back to Chester. And even though I had been before, I feel like if anything, maybe I was more excited this time round because now I knew 
what to expect. And I knew how good it was. So mm-hmm. I knew that I could be hyped for it. Yes, I thought it was good. And I was also excited because we had friends coming with us this time yeah. who knew the zoo inside and out because mm-hmm. we were with Connor, who was on our Bristol Zoo episode um, and multiple other episodes of the podcast. He just won't leave us alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so he was there. Um, he obviously is on the youth board at Chester. And so he was able to give us a little insights into everything that was going on. So, yeah, I was excited. Um, and... Yeah, I, I I can't say more than that. I feel like I was I was absolutely buzzing to go back. I ended up there three months in a row, visiting Chester. That's not a bad thing. No, and I don't regret a single one of those visits. No. Every single one, it was worthwhile going. Yeah. And I learned something new and I loved it. So I think that's the thing about Chester, because it's so big. Yes. You know, there's always going to be some new detail to appreciate or something that you missed last time. And it's just, yeah, it's just good. And when we went this time, we kind of went a different loop than we'd gone the first time. So it meant that we could sort of take it in from a different perspective almost. So it kept it fresh and interesting, even though we had been before. Yes, I think so. I think so. And yeah, and we also knew the bits that we'd missed out on last time. Yeah. Um, Or the bits we kind of had to whiz round because we were running out of time. It's quite nice for me to go back and not be like looking at the clock and panicking that I wasn't going to see it all because I knew I'd seen it all the first time. So now I could go at a more leisurely Mm -hmm. pace. And actually that's reminded me of something I hadn't even noted down. Something we missed the first time. And I think leads us nicely into this adventure Uh because it's the first thing you come to. Even before you go through the zoo gates, we the first time forgot to go into the elephant house. The elephant house, house. yeah, um, we missed we, it on the map. Yeah, so I had been when I was younger and I knew it was there, but I just kind of had, I saw it when we went in and thought, oh, we'll come back to it. And then we never did. So we missed it. But we did go in this time mm-hmm. and I wondered what your thoughts on the elephant house were. It was nice, yeah. Big space. Yep. Obviously it has to be if it's housing so elephants. many elephants. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was good. And I feel like we went, although that would be the first thing that you would hit, we kind of went at the end of the day. I think that was the yeah. last thing we looked at on our way out because we remembered that we, ha- <laughs> we had to see it this time. Um, and we went in and it was just a really nice bit to go to, like right at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The elephants were starting to come inside for the day and it was really chilled. It was nice. Had nice um, a nice walkway up to it as well. I remember that bit. Yeah, and it had... What I like about Chester and what I think is fantastic is that each area is not just here's the elephant house. Mm-hmm. It's here's the elephant house, which is exciting enough. Plus, you walk up, there's a bunch of little squirrely things. You go in, yeah. there's little fish. They have the Luzon clouded rats in there. There's hornbills. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of really interesting stuff that make it more than just a big... Because elephant houses in some places do just feel like big, like, empty, massive yeah, houses. Yeah, this is a big space for a yes. big animal. But this one paid attention to the little details yes. in amongst it as well, which was lovely. Yes, and I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I really, really appreciated, like, all the little touches. Because at the end of the day, I have been accused many times of having a mammal bias, but I love <laughs> mammals more. And that is not entirely true. I love mammals, the pangolin. A mammal. Mm-hmm. Of course, the show is named after it. We love mammals. But I do appreciate a fish. I am a fishy boy at heart Yay. because of the aquarium that I worked in. Mm-hmm. I like a weird insect. I liked a weird a weird bird. So having those extra things, I think, really is... It just adds a level that not a lot of zoos think about. Yeah. And I think that's really, really nice. And I really, really liked it. And I always, um, always appreciate, like, the juxtaposition of a big massive animal like an elephant surrounded by all these little teeny ones like some little fish and rats. little cloud rats and yeah i just feel like it's a good 
good comparison to have big and small. Yeah. And if you've never seen a cloud rat before, look it up. They're because great. They look Edinburgh. like yeah, they look like clouds. They're just I like these them. little grey puffballs and yeah. I love them. I love them so much. Um and yeah, there. I mean, this year I feel like I've really grown in an appreciation for for rats because there was a big um, was it the Malagasy jumping rats they had at London in the blacked out area, um, and yeah, I feel like they're just like weird, cool things that we don't talk about enough, and yeah. I love them. Yeah, so big props to those as well. Um, now, on to our bees. Yes, we were going from one big, seemingly like. Big, what? No, that was a terrible transition. I was trying to be too clever and I wasn't. Going from one big animal, going to change it completely. We're going from one big animal to one very, very small animal. Mm -hmm. But an animal that you loved this year at Bristol Zoo. Mm -hmm. um, And have developed a a weird connection with. Yeah. Which is the the fruit bats. And I think it's called Fruit Bat Forest. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, so when we went to Chester last time, this was closed. Yes. And I think you knew what it was because you had been yes. previously. Yes. So you were able to tell me about it. Um, I can't remember why it was closed the first time. But... I think COVID. So oh, COVID times. yeah, because yeah. it was a walkthrough. Um, so we couldn't go through it, but it was open this time. So when you go through, for a start, it's massive. Yeah. Like, it's not just a little kind of thin walk through. You just follow this little tiny narrow path. No, no. Big, massive, cavernous space with a windy path. It is pretty much pitch black yeah so if you don't like the dark maybe <laughs> don't go through here um but yeah and you're going through and you're just kind of aware of like things flying around you so again if you don't like that kind of vibe maybe this isn't the house for you but it was great and then as you rounded the corner there was a big was it like a moon yes like a big moon so then you could see them sort of flying in front of them like the silhouette of these bats flying in front of the lit up moon and it was so cool yeah. I'm not even like a particularly Halloween-y kind of person, <laughs> but if you went here at Halloween, oh, spot on. Yeah, it's, it's very, really... yeah, they nail it. It's yeah. very, the, the Adams Family theme tune is just going through my head right now, just like over <laughs> and over and over again. No, and what I liked even about it was the moon, you saying the moon reminded me, was that sometimes in these types of houses, it can be impossible to get a photo mm. of anything that lives in the dark. Yeah. Because it's often under red light. Yeah. It's often really like hard to see and all sorts of things. And obviously you don't want to use a flash because that's just not good for the animals. It's going to cause a bit of an issue. So the moon being a bright white light in mm-hmm. the darkness, if the bats were in front of it, provided an excellent spot to get not a brilliantly like high HD picture of like... Oh, the details the whole, of the, the details. Yeah. But you can get such cool incredible silhouetted pictures Mm -hmm. and i think that was a really nice touch for like people who are into the the photography aspect alongside um my favorite element apart from the moon is the tunnel that you have to go through Mm -hmm. because i have so many memories of childhood of like my mom and sister going through that just like absolutely terrified of the fact that the bats are just like boom, 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 all yeah. up at your face um i would say like as you're walking through you have to go slow because my yes. biggest fear was i couldn't really see my feet in front of me and i thought if i stand on something right now, <laughs> oh my goodness like it is quite tricky to to see where you're going so maybe yes. just take it nice and slow and just don't panic if you feel someone whooshing past your head but, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I love them, and I think yeah, it's it's just something a bit different and a bit yeah. special that stands out. Yeah, um, 
Cause it's yeah, because big... I've never really been to anything like that before. No, and it's a big space. Like, a lot of zoos, that would eat a lot of space, and I think they just wouldn't risk maybe yeah. doing that for, for something. something. like bats, which a lot of people might not like, so they would bypass that area. Yeah. Like, no, they've gone, no, we're, we're doing it for the bats. We're highlighting them. Yeah, and, and I appreciate well. that. I definitely had a couple bats fly at my face, which yeah. um, definitely caused me to say some things that I should not have been saying, because <laughs> they are bad, bad words. But I still enjoyed it, and I still... Yeah, I still would give it a 10 out of 10 really loved, mm-hmm. loved, loved, loved. So yeah, I'm glad we got to visit it this time because yeah. I do think it adds a lot to the experience because it is something different. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you got to experience it and it lived up to the bat height. Yeah, and now all I'm thinking is, you know that little girl that's like, it's freaking bats. I love Halloween. No. <laughs> do you not know who that is? No. Oh, no, I love her. All the little videos it? of her and then she's also got one when she's like, I smell like beef. No. <laughs> Jack's looking at me like, what are you talking about? The little blonde girl. Uh-huh. And every year at Halloween, it comes back, this little meme of her being like, it's freaking bats. No. Oh, listeners, back me up. <laughs> Let's know Okay, okay. I, I don't, it's, but it's sure. It's a thing, and it's what it's making me think of. Yes, yes. Okay, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> we'll give you a pass, that's fine. Um, maybe it's me, maybe it's me. Um... But you're missing out. She's great. <laughs> okay, Don't look her okay. up. I will. After this recording is done, I'll I'll go and listen and see if your impersonation is actually any good. Um, <laughs> moving on from that swiftly, um, we move on to perhaps the second of our bees. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely this. I don't know why. Perhaps it's definitely the second of our bees. Uh-huh. That being boat. 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 I was so excited about the boat. Were you? Yeah, I'm smiling as we're talking about. It. I know, but I thought it was one of your pained fake podcast smiles. No, no. I like the boat. <laughs> I enjoyed the boat. So, no, so we <laughs> we Chester Zoo has a boat ride where you are put in a boat around their islands area mm-hmm. and you get to go around and you get to see the species like the cassowary, the tigers, the anoa, um all sorts of kind of their island species and we didn't get a chance to go on it last time because we're yeah. in a bit of a rush and we thought we don't want to queue um and so yes i thought you didn't want to do the boat because you'd be worried we get stuck in a queue for ages and didn't want to do it but did you actually enjoy the boat yeah i liked the boat okay why the boat was one of my highlights <laughs> i think just because we didn't get to do it last time and yeah. as you see we went to islands later on in the day and we thought we don't have much time left we need to make the most of it so spending maybe like 45 minutes of it in a queue for a boat and then however long yeah. the boat ride takes we just don't have that time so because we were having a little bit more of a chilled pace this time and we didn't mind if we missed few things because we'd seen them before mm-hmm. we thought we're gonna go on the boat just to experience it and we went there it was one of the first bits we went to so it was still quite quiet and i just feel like it is a bit of a novelty thing perhaps it's more aimed at like families with children but we were four adults queuing for that boat and we loved it well are we adults well (laughs) I, i had a great time on the boat yeah i enjoyed it i really liked it i liked um kind of just having a new perspective on some of the animals that we'd seen mm-hmm. from above. And it was nice um, because it meant you got to see their enclosures from a different perspective. Yes, yes. So that was a good aspect of it. Yeah, and we actually saw quite a lot of stuff, I think. Like, we saw, mm-hmm. like, the Anoa, we saw... Um, did we see that? We saw the warty pigs, maybe, the cassowary. I think we saw some stuff. Yeah. And even if you don't see a lot of stuff... You're on a boat. You're on a boat. Yeah. We definitely saw those fun. little monkeys, what are they called? I think the... The the, the 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 black they're like black little black monkeys that were with near the Iraq the Sulawesi macaques 
Something like that. Oh, I we saw some of them, definitely. And yeah, I like it because it was just a way to kind of slow the day down. Have yeah. a nice time. And I feel, now that we've been on it once, I don't feel that I need to <laughs> rush back to the boat the next time. Yes. But I'm glad that we did do it. And like every time we went past, there was always a queue for it. So it is a popular thing. Yeah. And I think the good thing though was that they kept the boats running. Yeah. They were going at such a pace that it didn't feel like, even if you were in the queue, you felt like the queue was constantly moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like... Because there was always oh, okay. more boats pulling up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just a little novelty thing. Like, you know, it just makes there be something different in that area that sticks in your mind and makes it feel different and exciting. So I just think, yeah, star for the boat. Yes, exactly. Because, yeah, I do feel like... <laughs> did we need the boat? No. But did we love the boat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's I how love I that. feel about the boat. Yes, like that yes. sums it up. So yeah. yeah, if you're listeners, if you're going and you're swithering about the boat, I would say if you've got time to kill, why not? If yeah. you're in a bit of a rush, maybe miss it and do it next time. Yes, yes, and um, I'm gonna. I stopped myself there because I started cringing at the joke myself, but I am gonna ruin one of Connor's jokes. Uh huh. Because. I need it to be heard by everybody now so he can't tell it again to nobody else in the world because it's so bad. Did I hear this joke? Yes. When oh. we were on the boat and we passed the Anoa, uh-huh. which is a beautiful cow, a bit like a banting that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another top 10 animal for me, really. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Every time I've seen the Anoa with Connor, whether it be on boat, on foot, anywhere, mm-hmm. he makes a point of stopping and saying... That animal looks familiar. I think I know her. Oh, I think I blocked that out because I don't remember that. No, it was terrible. And now that it's on the podcast, you can't use that joke again, Connor. Please, nobody else needs to hear it. It's gotten all of the audience that it could possibly, possibly, possibly get. Um, and that's all we need to discuss on the manor. That's okay. we're done. We're okay. done. Um, <laughs> moving on from that. Yes, moving on from the boat. Swiftly. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done bats. We've done boats. And of course, the third B, babies. Yes. Since the last time we were at Chester, it seems like everything has, has reproduced. Had a baby. Yes. Um, <laughs> everything. Constantly. Yep. Something is having a baby. Mm-hmm. And their social media team, I'm going to take a moment to stop. Their social media team, like, knocks it out the park every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Beyond any other zoo in the UK, beyond any other zoo that I follow around the world, with the perhaps the exception of Cincinnati Zoo, because Fiona and Fritz, the hippos, yes. really nail everything. So I don't follow that, them on like any social media, but the algorithm of, of my social media <laughs> keeps suggesting it for me. So I am following the story of Fritz. You you need to. It. You need to. I'm gonna I'm gonna release this after um after Christmas so I can tell you now. Uh-huh. i I'm in a secret Santa with someone and they love Fritz. They love him. <gasps> so Cincinnati Zoo offers a virtual membership where uh-huh. you can buy like I think it's like twenty five dollars and it gets you access to a live webcam of the hippo thing. So oh, I'm gonna get her that for that's Secret such Santa. a good idea. I think so. So yeah. So Cincinnati Zoo, first time it's been mentioned on the pod. I know. Um, I'd love to go someday. Fly me there and pay for the trip, and I'll be there. <laughs> um, uh, but no. So 
I feel like that's a nice thoughtful thing. Yeah. But back to Chester. Anyway, anyway, Back to Chester. Um, They knock the social media out of the park when it comes to babies. Mm -hmm. Every time there's an announcement, they put together like little videos. I know. Little like cute things of them running around and playing. Whoever does the video, video, I was going to say videos and then videography at the same time. So it all stumbled over each other. Whoever does the videography and like takes all the pictures, all of that stuff. Fantastic. I don't know who standardized that and made it a thing. But like it works, it works, mm-hmm. and it's great, and like always seems to get like recently. We'll come to it in a second. Actually, maybe we can start with it because we didn't actually see this animal, and then we can get past it because we uh-huh. can use it as an example here. But recently, <clears throat> they had Nessa, the baby tapir born. Yeah, and that ended up on like BBC News and all sorts of stuff because it was like such a a big thing that like this, and the way that they produced all those videos and the photos they put it's out like and everything ready. like. It's just ready to go. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's like hangover from where, when they had the TV show about Chester. Maybe, yeah. Or whether it's like uh, just kind of whoever's in charge of social media has a really strong vision. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but I do think it's It's, it's consistent, excellent. isn't it? Because it's always the same vision. Yes, it's always the same. It. I think they put everything through the same filter as well, because like yeah. all of the photos. Um, and yeah, I really, I really, really love their work. And so, yeah. And now we have to go back to see the baby tape here. I know, I'm actually devastated that this is like the first month in months that I've not been at Chester Zoo. I know. And I'm like, why? Because tapirs are one of my favourite animals. Mm -hmm. Like, we talk about them pretty much every show that we can. Like, they're amazing, bizarre, weird little guys. The babies, they call them baby watermelons because they're just spotty and small and just the best. Um, And I love them and they've got their little snoots and they're just... (sighs) I just love them. So... That's one baby ticked off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Second baby that we saw many of were the baby capy... Capa? So excited I can't even say it. Baby capybaras. Oh, yes. Do you want to talk about the capybaras? Yes. <laughs> so, I didn't know that I loved capybaras as much as I do until I saw them at Chester. <laughs> I loved them. I could mm-hmm. have stood there all day. They were like, I feel like an adult capybara is cute enough because they're just quite little and dumpy and they're just quite cute yeah and then i saw the babies and lost my mind yeah and there's not much as we've discussed many times i don't get enthusiastic very often but <laughs> when i saw these little babies i just turned into this ball of mush just standing there going oh dang they're so cute look at the babies and he was like uh-huh, uh-huh. let's keep moving yeah. <laughs> but um i was having a great time yeah i really I- was and i think it, it worked because where their enclosure is you could just stand and like turn around and look at the bears behind us and like yeah. take photos of them and leave me to it while I was like crying over the baby capybaras yeah it's a so huge cute. space for capybara yeah like a huge 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 space because they share it with the the anteater yeah but it's still it's huge like there's so much stuff going yeah. up, like room for them to just frolic and, and play I feel and... like as well the adult ones are fairly chilled like they're normally just kind of oh yeah but the sitting about standing these little mental. babies were like little flying blobs of fur yeah they were just dashing about everywhere and mm-hmm. oh i was mesmerized yep so cute and didn't they're... think i would love them or that they could be so cute but the baby ones yes yeah and they're on. they're equally as mesmerizing when they're doing nothing at all yeah because they're like, just cute to look at yeah just yeah they're just like these little fur balls and we love them yeah and Excellent. i know that our thing is like we don't just like things because they're cute but, we want to be more interesting than but, that but actually in this case no, I have nothing else to say about them other than they are ridiculously cute. And I yeah. love them now forever. Yeah, I... Okay, yep, okay. You, you, you I make that pledge here and now <laughs> on the podcast. I will love capybaras forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. 
Um, and I agree. Like, they're just so charismatic, so beautiful. They're so funny, so chunky, so just mm-hmm. great. But, do you know, though, I've just had a, a more intelligent thought about this okay. rather than just they're cute. We always say about zoos, one of the, the important jobs that they have is to, like, inspire a love for nature or animals or whatever. Yeah. So isn't it fantastic that Chester having these lovely babies and having them out is, like, captivating an audience that, you know, I'm not, like, naive to zoos and animals and stuff. Like, someone who, even You're as a zoo person, I, I, I can be continually inspired by things that I didn't know I loved beforehand. Yeah. I've now fallen in love with a brand new species that I didn't, I was neither here nor there about before. Yeah. Just because of this visit. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're still pulling in, pulling in a captive audience here. I love that. I love that. That's so, I like, that is a good intelligent point. Were you equally as enamoured by the baby fossa? Right. I, by them themselves, yes, they were excellent. What I did not enjoy was what felt like the four hours that that the three other people I was with stood at their glass taking photos of them for. And I loved them. But I was like, I don't think we need a 7,000th picture of the baby fossa. You could never have too many pictures of the baby fossa, ever. Well, the photographers would argue that, but I'm not a photographer. So I was kind of like... They're so cute, though. They you are absolutely so cute. say they're cute. They are. They were adorable. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I was less enamoured with them by the end. Okay, well, d- to give a realistic perspective, for someone who doesn't know what a fossa is, how would you describe a fossa? Oh, like a little... Um... <laughs> well, their ears are kind of like, they stick up, but they're not pointy, they're more like round. Yes. But then it's like a little... Not quite a cat, not quite a dog, but then With like a long tail, long windy tail, and then like big, you know, like puppies when they're little, they've got big paws, yeah, like big paws, and just jumping about all over the place, really energetic, like a little kitten or a puppy, mm-hmm. or like a, some kind of little, like a big cat cub, like just that kind of vibe. Just, but like with little mouse ears. Yeah, they're just kind of out of proportion. Yeah, it's yeah. like a strange little mix of a few different animals. Yeah, if someone took a cat and then smooshed it together, like if a cat and a dog ran into each other at yeah. high speed yeah. and then got stretched. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like the ears and the tail of a mouse. Yes. Just, yeah. So if a cat, weird. a dog and a mouse <laughs> ran together at high speed smoosh smoosh <laughs> yeah and turned into just a blob of another animal yeah yeah weird little things but charismatic and lovely nonetheless yeah, definitely yeah yeah and i as one of the photographers will now come in and say they're fantastic they're beautiful they are an incredible species found only on the island of madagascar mm-hmm. they are primarily they primarily eat lemurs um, they which are people will know if they've watched the film, film Madagascar. Madagascar. Yes, um, they are just wonderful, 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 wonderful creatures. And I think to have the opportunity to see three little baby fossa jumping around and doing what they were doing is something you won't see very often. Yeah. So I think that's why it was special to me. I mean, it was special to me the first and probably the second time that we went to visit them. But by the third and fourth time we'd gone to visit them, I was definitely like, okay. I've seen my fill of baby fossa. I yeah. can uh, I can move on. What I did appreciate, though, and what I'm sure we mentioned last time, is that it's just funny how you've got fossa over here, a big glass window, and then over this side, another big glass window into the... Shifaka. Yeah, and like the lemurs are just over there, and it's always like, ah. 
buffet, buffet yeah. style lunch. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like you know, and I get they're all grouped together because it's Madagascar. But I'm always like, this is interesting for them. Yeah, I'll keep them busy. Yes, yes. What I'm actually going to do, you've just reminded me. Uh-huh. The last time I was there, I was with Felix. Mm-hmm. So this is another visit that I was at Chester in the last year. I seem to have been there all the time. I was with ex-podcast guest uh, and friend of the show, Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in the the lemur section and they kept just losing their minds. Like, completely just started screaming at each other. And it was, fan- like, obviously... Not great to watch animals. They weren't fighting. They were more just screaming at each other. Uh, not like the most pleasant noise in the world to hear. No. But it was fascinating to hear the, these the kind of vocalizations. are crazy. Yes. So what I'm going to do is I videoed it. Oh. Um, you can probably hear me and Felix talking in the background being like, I'm going to put this in the podcast. But <laughs> I'm going to put that in now. Uh-huh. So please enjoy the sounds of lemurs shrieking at each other. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the sound of that um, I think so until you hear that and you experience it for yourself you wouldn't expect lemurs to make that noise no the first time I ever heard them make a noise I was like what is that it's terrifying yeah it's absolutely for terrifying for such little creatures as well to make that kind of noise it's uh-huh. like it's horrible <laughs> like when we went to play Drummond just yep. a couple of weeks ago and we were the only people in their lemur section like the lemur walkthrough mm-hmm. when their black and white lemurs rough lemurs started screaming at each other I was actually like I don't want to be in here by myself like I don't want to be <laughs> Get here us out. yeah yeah like so fascinating so cool so scarily dangerous and i love it love it love it love it yeah um so yeah i lemurs fossa we kind of went off track there but that's us um so yeah final is that the three b's well there's one final b baby oh which you did not get to see oh oh yeah miss gia the little rhino Mm mm-hmm who is a greater one for Rhino, which was born probably days after Jodie left yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chester. And it seems to be a thing. Like, whenever we leave, something else pops out a baby. Yeah. It's like, like, as if to entice us to be like, come back, come back. Yeah, but after your trip, mm-hmm. I went back because yes. I was going down for their youth symposium, so I got to see the cute little baby. And they're just fantastic. Like, they're like, I saw Izzy who's also on the youth board at Chester, describe it. And she described it so well. Like a baby greater one-horned rhino is like a big rhino, mm-hmm. just shrunk. Like yeah. it looks exactly the same. It's still wrinkly. It's like all these weird things. Like it looks like a grown-up, just little. Just a miniature version. And also kind of, it doesn't have full control of its limbs yet. <laughs> so it's just like a little confused rhino. And they're so cute. They're like a puppy in a rhino's body. And they're just brilliant to watch just like run and play and working out like what it could eat and what it could lick and what things tasted like like i saw it licking just a rock randomly like following its mum around and realizing the mum wasn't where it thought it was so like panicking and then running in the different direct like oh, just and I feel so like as fantastic well, you don't really see adult rhinos zooming around that much no so seeing a little baby rhino doing some zoomies yeah, just full of like energy and yeah. like oh, just so full of like spunk and like just love for everything. I am just like so enamoured by it. Just 
Love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, and that was the final baby. I won't talk about it too much because I know you're jealous you didn't get to see I it. I am very jealous. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the three Bs. The three Bs. The other thing that was new to us that mm-hmm. doesn't fit into the three Bs, so I didn't include it, uh-huh. was the plant project. Now, you don't remember it no, very much. No, I don't remember But I... Was I definitely in it? Yes, we definitely went through it. I think once you describe it to me, I'll remember it. So next to one of the cafes, which I think is closed for... Like it was, it looked not fully functional when we were there. Um, Oh, I do remember this. There's a little little separate house in it that you could go and see an orchid. Yes. So like there was little tucked in. Yes. And it had like all sorts of different like cacti. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So they have the plant project, which I think is actually excellent i think it's fantastic i think gardens make up such a huge and important part of a zoo and the atmosphere that are there Mm -hmm. the only like so you go into this like greenhouse you have a walk around you see all these fabulous plants the only comment i would have on this that was at all critical is it's so sidelined yeah well that's why i couldn't really remember it because it's almost like a little side note like this is up here Mm -hmm. if you want to come and see it or you can just keep going on the main route yeah and like it's filled with fantastic beautiful species of plants from around the world of all shapes sizes all sorts of defense mechanisms all sorts of colors all sorts of wonderful fabulous things and if you go to chester i really would take the time to nip around it and just have a look but it is it's just randomly placed next to this cafe kind of shoved to the side yeah and there's barely any signage to it it just is this weird kind of "Ah, we have this yeah when i think it deserves a lot more than that and i think last time we did praise chester for their work with um greenhouses and how they have these national plant collections and that's fantastic but it's only fantastic if you make the most of it yeah if you have the plants and then don't mention them yeah what's the point of having them what's well that's maybe an exaggeration because obviously there's conservation value in having them. But what's yeah. the point of having them from a visitor perspective, yeah. I guess, is the case. Like Maybe though, like when that cafe that is next to is open, more people do encounter it because if you're going in and out of the cafe, that area is going to be busier. So then people are going to But then you might, it. if you're walking past, look at that and go, I'm not going in there because it looks so busy. I don't want to have to push all the cafe traffic. Uh, maybe. So I think it could work either way. So maybe it's just in an awkward space then. Yeah. It just needs to be somewhere else. Yeah. So I would consider promoting that more or I would consider thinking about that more because yeah. I really do think it's a really good resource especially because plants are so hard to sell to people mm-hmm. like animals are charismatic they're fluffy they're yeah, cute they have big round eyes they have big ears and they kind of people can place even if they don't have really a personality people can place values and traits onto animals quite easily because they can see themselves in them because they have similar features to us mm-hmm. plants don't have that so having this resource and not using it to the absolute most for all visitors, I think is a missed opportunity because plants too often fall into the background mm-hmm. and I don't get to, this isn't re-boo, re-botanical garden, uh-huh. it's re-zoo. So when a zoo has that resource that is there, use it. Use it, use it, use it. Okay. Um, I don't get to talk about Welcome botanic to gardens Jack's enough. Welcome to TED Talk. <laughs> I know, I just, I don't get to talk about <laughs> botanic gardens enough and I do love them. Um, and so I think it, when a zoo has it, it should be like, especially because I think like, they're, like Chester Zoo is part of like botanic gardens institutions. Like it is listed on, I think the BGen website as like a member and like all that sort of stuff, mm. which is Botanic Garden Education Network. So do more with your plants. Big props for having them because a lot of zoos don't even try. Yeah. But like, since you have them, do 100% to use them to the very best. Because I okay. think they're so important 
and so wonderful. Okay. So that is the plant project and my rant about plants. Lovely. My plant rant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from the plant rant. Yes. So that's kind of all of the elements of the zoo, I suppose, that we had missed out on or had changed since the last time Mm -hmm. that are kind of like physical elements. Yes. Well, there is one more, I guess, which is Heart of Africa, which has closed about a third of the zoo. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. they've closed a large part of the zoo now to start this Heart of Africa project that they're doing. But obviously, there's, we can't really comment on what that is because it hasn't. We, like, we don't know because yeah. it hasn't really been built yet. But like, or what it will be. The plans are online. You can go and have a look. It sounds really interesting. Um, but it does mean like a lot of the zoo is closed. They've done their best to relocate animals to places you can see them. Mm-hmm. Like you can still see the cheetah. You can still see the hunting dogs and stuff. Like because the hunting dogs are going in where the cheetahs were. The cheetahs are off somewhere else. Like. So they've done their best, but the other thing that has changed physically, I guess, is mm-hmm. that. Yes. Which I guess in twenty twenty five, when it's finished, they will be reunited, reunited part three or four or five or whatever. <laughs> whatever we're on um, by that point. Yes. So, yes. Um, what was I saying? Yes. So that's another physical element. Yep. The other things we wanted to touch on were less physical elements mm-hmm. because there are events that we went to at the zoo. Yes. So. The the experiences that we've had at the zoo have been affected and impacted by two things. Uh, the youth symposium, mm-hmm. which Jodie attended last year with me, and I attended this year by myself. And then the Christmas lights, which Jodie attended last year with me, and I attended this year as well. So I guess to start off, the youth symposium was a fantastic event. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who don't know, Chester Zoo has a youth board. They run this event now two years in a row, where they get young people together who are interested in conservation and kind of get them to talk about their experiences. They have young presenters, they have people sharing their experiences and stories and inspiring each other. And it's a really wholesome, good, wonderful event that takes place in the zoo. And so Mm -hmm. we wanted to mention it because we didn't really mention it last year, but I think it's something worth highlighting. So Jodie, what were your thoughts on last year's youth symposium? And then I'll touch on well I went last year kind of just to accompany you like you were going down because you were speaking and we didn't have much of a relationship with Chester by that point um so we went down there and yeah I was just going to accompany you but I was really glad that I had gone by the end of it you know in my own right and I think even if you're not going as like a representative of a zoo or some Mm -hmm. sort of like conservation charity or whatever if you just even have an interest in it, then go because yeah. it is still for you, even if you're not working in the sector. If you have an interest in it, a passion for it, just go because it is so inspiring. Like I went away from it so inspired and like invigorated and yeah, it just really was wholesome. You said wholesome a minute ago and yeah. it really was. Like it's just nice sometimes to be in a room with like-minded people who are yeah. all passionate about the same thing you are. And it was just, yeah, it just felt like it was so refreshing and as we've talked about a lot sometimes the world of conservation can feel a bit dreary because we're focusing on all the difficult things that we need to work on and change so going in and really celebrating all the positive stuff it was so uplifting and you went Mm -hmm. away from it really feeling like refreshed and re-inspired and energized it was great yeah i couldn't agree more and i yeah so i yeah i dragged you there the first time Mm -hmm. because i was speaking and i spoke again this year because you can't shut me up. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, it was equally as inspiring this year as it was last. Yeah. I think the people that went a lot were the same and some were different. And like, it was nice to kind of like catch up with people, but also meet new exciting people, make some really great connections. And like, it just was a really good, 
wholesome, as I said, amazing time. And like, I heard from amazing people who were talking about politics, who were talking about art, or who were talking about podcasting and internet stuff, who were talking about Sue's work, who were talking about writing books, who were talking about all sorts of stuff. And it's just this great event that celebrates young voices. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. hype it up enough. And like um, the, I should mention, I the reason I didn't go back this year was all because I didn't like it. I hated it. It was dreadful. <laughs> um, no, I would have gone, but the it, last year it was on a weekend, so we yeah. went down on the Friday and we were able to stay for the weekend. But um, this year it was on Friday and Saturday. Yes. So because I now work Monday to Friday, I was not able to go. Um, but otherwise, I totally would have been there. And also, it's interesting to think, like when you think about it, so many of the people that have been on the podcast this season or yeah. like people that we're now friends with and we've gone and like visited at other zoos when we've gone on trips or they've come up to Edinburgh and visited mm-hmm. us. We only met because of that event. Yeah. You know, and that's just crazy. It's, that really it's now weird. a year later and we've kept in contact with a lot of these people and it's opened a lot of doors and mm-hmm. it's bizarre to think one little event that we didn't know what to expect of it actually ended up having such an impact. It completely changed the trajectory. And this is really strange of like looking back, because I think in conservation and education and stuff, it can be really hard to track impact because when you have kids in front of you or you have an audience in front of you, whoever you're talking to, you know how they feel in that moment, Mm -hmm. but you don't know how they feel down the line. But I think what's really interesting is like now a year looking back, I know the impact of that first event and I know the impact of the second or what hopefully the impact of the second event will be, which was the trajectory of the way I view things and my life and the podcast and everything changed dramatically at that point Mm -hmm. because it inspired me more because I like at the last event because I met so many fantastic people and I found guests to help boost the podcast in a way that made the podcast bigger I found friendships that I never would have had and now consider some of the people I met some of my closest like friends um and like it's just been so fantastic and I think that's something that wouldn't have experienced like the show would never like even Razoo probably wouldn't have happened without it like yeah. all of these things like happened because of it and all of these other experiences have happened because of it and now like me and Connor stayed together this year to go to the symposium yeah. even though like having met at last year's mm-hmm. and then this year like over the last year becoming friends and like to the point where this year we stayed together and went like it's this weird like amazingly great thing where you just meet yeah just one of these events that you happen to stumble into and now look like exactly your life looks completely different because of it yeah so yeah moral of that story is sign up to next year's youth symposium guys (laughs) but not let me buy my tickets first because uh (laughs) yeah um no i i thought it was really really great and like yeah so many fantastic speakers i hope they do it again next year um and yeah, I uh, I like that, like it a lot. Lovely. Yeah. Before we start crying because of how <laughs> let's wonderful move on emotional swiftly. it is, let's um, move on to the next point. The other events that we went to were Christmas light events. Yes. So all zoos seem to do Christmas light events now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess this is kind of like, this will be coming out probably sometime in January, February after Christmas. Um, but I think it's worthwhile talking about these events just for a second to get your opinion on them and mm-hmm. kind of... What did you think of Chester specifically? Obviously, you've not seen this year's event. No, but, but you told me it was quite similar. Uh, yeah, I, I would say... So, yeah. I maybe, I, maybe I open it up then. Okay. Like, so, yeah. Chester Zoo had a Lanterns event. Mm-hmm. Last year, when I went, 2021, fantastic. Loved it. Thought the Lanterns were brilliant. So many different species represented. Puppets um, of, like, wolves and cassowaries and, like, all sorts of orangutans and, like, big, massive Lanterns of elephants. And it was so 
beautiful and fantastic and I really loved it. Really, really loved it. Um, this year, it was pretty much exactly the same thing. It was organised in a slightly different way, but the lanterns themselves were fundamentally pretty much the same lanterns. Okay. So I would say two years in a row it was slightly less impactful and I would maybe have liked to see some more diversity. And I know it's not particularly sustainable to every year build an entirely new set of Christmas lights, mm -hmm. but I do think that there is perhaps... They could have maybe invested more on some new lights rather than just a different order you see the lights in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I thought it was really cool. I, I Like, overall, still enjoyed it both times, um, but would have liked to see some variation. Yeah. Um, and I do think, like, there's got to be a better solution to this because every year, every zoo in the UK does a Christmas light show. And every zoo in the UK probably attracts different audiences. And every zoo in the UK probably wants to do something sustainable. So I, what I don't understand and what I think would be a really interesting concept is like, you know, you get these travelling exhibitions yeah. of like plastic dinosaurs or big animatronic bugs or like whatever it is. Yeah. I do think what could have been an effective thing and like if someone can corner the market on this if they're not doing it already is just a company that runs all of the or tries to run these events for about as many zoos as they can mm -hmm. and just every year they swap the swap lanterns around. around. Yeah. Because... Yeah, like, I feel like a couple of places have fallen into that where either they do something completely different, which isn't particularly sustainable, mm -hmm. or they do something, like, similar, which isn't particularly thrilling when you're paying a huge amount for a ticket. Like, you're like, oh, I, I, I saw this and it was 20 quid last year and it's another 20 quid yeah. to see the same thing. Like, someone should be doing this where they're just swapping these lanterns around. Well, I like, have thoughts on this. So, oh. and I feel like we are perhaps spoiled because I feel like Scotland, especially around Edinburgh, there are so many Christmassy light shows, not just in the zoo, like loads of places, the Botanics, the Castle, like everywhere seems to do light yeah. shows. We've been to so many of them. Yeah. Um, so when, to go back to your earlier question about my first impression of the Chester Zoo ones, I did like them. However, yeah. oh. I think we've been spoiled because if you saw the Edinburgh Zoo lanterns, they were fantastic. Not the the light show, but the actual proper lanterns. When they did the Chinese, yeah, the time with they, the pandas. To me, and I, this is not just bias because we worked for Edinburgh Zoo. Like genuinely, of all the light shows I've seen, those lanterns were something else. And yeah. no light show, even ones that I've loved in subsequent years, no light show has ever beaten them because they were just yeah something else. They were another level. So having seen them, when you then went to Chester, it was kind of a similar idea, but on a slightly smaller scale. So for me, although I enjoyed them, they didn't um, overtake Edinburgh in my like ranking of which ones were my favourite. But they <laughs> did have some aspects that were a little bit different that made them stand out. Like so the like, you mentioned bit. puppets. If anyone's listened to previous reviews, you, you know that I hate puppets. <laughs> however, Jack, however, I will make an exception uh -huh. for these lantern puppets because they weren't creepy. They were stunning. Yeah. Um, so it was like a, a person, like a, what do you call it? A puppeteer? Yes. I don't know. A, a human You'd puppeteer. Yeah. Like, huge... like dressed completely in black so that you couldn't see them in the dark. And then they were like controlling. They were almost like half built into the costumes a lot of yeah. the time like maybe they'd be the legs and then were, the arms were being controlled by sticks and like I remember those wolf ones moving around it was mesmerising yeah. really clever idea and well done and it, that was good because it then was a mix of looking walking around looking at stationary lanterns and then also having yeah. a bit of interaction and yeah. that was lovely and do you also remember one of the first lanterns you came across was one of these live puppet ones and uh -huh. it was like a giant bug 
was it like a butterfly yeah. or a caterpillar just like a, bouncing yeah. about yeah so that was quite a just a, a nice little novelty so i quite enjoyed that aspect that it was a way to have lanterns but have it be interactive yes i think that was different okay. and i was also thinking <laughs> when you mentioned at the end there about how it's perhaps not as impactful when you just kind of have the same idea every year and then i was thinking about the botanics maybe just because i went a couple of weeks ago the botanics what is the botanics for the, people in scotland um it's Edinburgh's Royal Botanic Garden. Yes. So it's a big botanic garden, but they do a, a light show. And theirs are, they're slightly different every year. There's a few features, like the favourites, that are always the same, like the big light tunnel thing that you walk Everyone. through. I just, I'm going to put this out there. We don't need to see a picture of you in a light tunnel every you Christmas. No, but we do, because it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful, Jack, and that's why it's back every year. Yes. So those those elements are the same, but then there's other elements that are changed up a little bit. So, like, the botanics you could accuse of being a little bit samey because there's bits that are similar, but I never find that it's less impactful. Like, I always go and love what I've seen at the botanics. So I don't know that it is just like if you have the same things you won't like it. I think it's how you do it almost. But I don't know. I don't. I've lost my train of thought there. But that's no, just. But I think I agree with you in a large part. But I uh-huh. think the thing, the difference is the botanics when they do it mm-hmm. every year. They kind of have two or three uh-huh. repeats where yeah. they're like here were the hits. Like so, they had like the big fire lanterns yeah. last year, and they had big fire lanterns this year that were very similar. They mm-hmm. had the kind of light tunnel was the same light tunnel. But the majority of things are new. Yeah, maybe like a similar idea. A similar idea, but but reformatted in some way. When the lanterns are the same lanterns again and again and again, it it does get a bit samey, so I would like to have seen more variation. But I do do see why you can't do that. So it's like this impossible problem of like, until somebody makes a company that does these and moves them around, there's really no yeah solution there because it's not i I don't know but it's just something i thought about i think it is lovely like if there's no other light shows in your area go still go because it's just a nice event to do at christmas time and i love a christmas light show yeah for us because we up here in scotland were spoiled for choice and we could go to a different thing every year we probably would choose to go somewhere different rather than go back to this one if it's just going to be the same thing but yeah families and kids and stuff would love it because it's just a christmas event yeah 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 okay yeah fair yeah okay well and on that note after we've <laughs> trashed christmas no we love christmas um so after uh yeah i feel like we were positive but conundrum-y about that one yeah, i feel like just, someone solve that for us we're please. just lantern snobs because yes. we've been spoiled yes um and if you don't know what we're talking about with ed and brazil lanterns go and look up pictures of yeah. the year they did like the dinosaurs and stuff because mm-hmm. they are some of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life um so do that um <laughs> but um yes so that kind of brings us to the end of everything we wanted to talk about it has taken us another hour to talk oh, about chester we said we were going to try and do this in half an hour and we just haven't no. so i think what we need to do is wrap up mm-hmm. final thoughts i think for this section obviously we don't want to have to do two stars and a wish and all sorts of stuff because it's it's meant to be a slightly different format for this mm-hmm. reunited but what i thought we could do is one new star uh-huh. and nothing is ever perfect so one wish we're cutting a star but one new star and one wish of something you'd like to see improve even more in the future. So what would your star be? Capybara. 
Easy. Yeah. Done. Done. Tick. Move on. Fair. I would say my star <laughs> of stuff that we discussed today was the Youth Symposium, I suppose. I love it. Yeah. It's a fantastic event. Go, 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 go. Love it, love it, love it. Um, And Wish, something that could continue to improve. Something that could continue to improve. Mm, what did, did I say anything negative during this review that I could turn into a Wish? Can't no. even remember. <laughs> No. Oh, one thing though that you were going to mention was your wish for last time. Don't which... throw this back on me. I was going to mention that oh, later, but oh, I will. I'll I mention. Thought, it. Okay. I you'd forgotten. Second bonus star. Right. Okay. Is that last time my wish was the app is fantastic. They have an app that's like a map that you can use to like go around and see everything. But my complaint was it was hard to orientate yourself on the map because you couldn't move, um, like you couldn't rotate the map. It mm. always stayed like north. No matter what way you were facing, you couldn't move the map around. Like, it always stayed in a fixed position, which I found difficult to orientate yourself because you'd have to turn your whole phone rather than turning the map on the phone screen. Mm. So um, I would say, what I wanted to say was, they've changed that. And so that's a big tick for me. So second bonus star for me. But then, Lovely. Have you thought of a wish yet? Or are you stalling? I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think of anything that was tricky. I feel like the only tricky moment that we had was when it came to lunchtime. I feel like we kind of struggled to find somewhere to eat. And we did eventually, but I feel like there wasn't as much choice as there was last time. And I can't remember why that was. I don't know if things were closed or getting refurbished or what was going on. And we kind of went at the same time of year, so it's not like it was a winter thing. Where did we end up having lunch? Oh, we went to that little, like, snack stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do think that, yeah, the, there seemed to be less going on in terms of food i would agree with that yeah that's um, the, i mean it's not even a big deal because we still got something i just remember last time there was loads and that was really good and yet this time there wasn't as much choice and i'm not sure why i think maybe it had something to do with like i feel like last time when we went the lanterns food stalls were open during the day as well as in the evening and because we, we got a pizza last year and this year yeah. it, it wasn't open and stuff or maybe the queue was long. I can't remember. I don't know. I can't yeah. Remember. Some, yeah, so my vague wish is something to do with food. But I don't even know what I'm really saying there. But just that's Fair. the only criticism that I can think of from when I was there. Is that because we're recording this before dinner? Yeah, I'm yeah. getting hungry. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I would, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And we've got people that listen just for the food options. Yeah. So, you know, got to yeah. throw that out, Shout it out them. to them. I guess my wish would be. Um, the plant thing maybe yes the plant rant yes I think so I think the plants need to be highlighted more that's not to say they're bad it's not to say it's not great but it is to say that you don't in my opinion direct people to it enough and people won't gain as much of an appreciation for plants as they should do and could do with the resources that you have there. Yes, so point them to the plants yes, especially because all the other signage around the zoo is so fantastic, I feel like you just need to Go that way. Go that way. Fair. Perfect. Now, do we do a word? I feel like we don't need to do a word. We did one last time. Yeah. Um, Which for, was it set the bar last time. Do we still think Chester sets the bar? Or do we think we've been somewhere better? Um, Has the bar been exceeded? There's been other places I've loved, but I I still think it's probably, if someone, if someone just on the spot said, What's the best zoo you've been to? I still think I'd probably say Chester. Interesting. Interesting. Why? Do you think a different one now? Yes. Oh. But we are will you, be leaving that, that? Uh-huh. because later this year, we will be doing, to celebrate the one year anniversary of Rizzo, a 
whole special of awards for different zoos. And I don't want to tell you now who I think is better than Chester. Okay. Because okay. I think... That's fine. Leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I'm going to leave it People on a cliffhanger. People have to listen. Let, listeners, see if you can guess. Write to me. Let me know who you think and what oh. you think. Yeah. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I know. Jody doesn't even know my thoughts. No. Um, so. Oh, look out for that then, listeners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, coming re- soon. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> we started with a pun and we're ending with one. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for putting up with us, listeners. Um, I hope you enjoyed this reunited, reunion episode. Um, I hope you've had a wonderful time reflecting on Chester with us and all of the changes that have happened in the last year since we last went. Mm, um, thanks for sticking with us for yeah, a year a of resumes. Yeah. Um, now, as I say, we'll be doing some more coming up very soon. We've got a Blair Drummond Safari Park resume coming. We've got an episode all about um, the resumes, the awards that we're going to be giving out very mm-hmm. soon. Um, and we've just had a great, great time. And I'm excited to, to tell you more about all of these various things that we've done. Um, but that is the end of today's episode. So... Thank you so much for listening. You can find the podcast on your streaming service of choice. So make sure to subscribe and so you don't miss out on anything that's coming up. Uh, Also follow us on social media at Pangolin Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere you can get podcasts and social media. And also you can follow me on social media at the only Jack Baker on Instagram and at only Jack Baker on Twitter. And that's everything I think yeah so until next time thank you so much for joining us once again guys and goodbye bye